Poker, All the Games, is a podcast that introduces listeners to more than 20 variations of poker. Each episode will highlight one game, as well as dive into any controversial news in the poker world. We know why you're here. Because you love poker as much as we do. Now introducing your host, Sean Griegas. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Poker, All the Games. This is episode 22, our last episode for, well, fitting enough, 2022. We're coming at you from the northeast of the United States, December 2022. I'm your host, Sean. We have a fun and informative show for you today where we'll be focusing on a new game, AC Lowball. We'll find out that I'm not drinking for this episode then we'll get to AC Lowball, and you'll get to hear about my recent play since the last episode, as well as two topics from the poker world. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy shooting the shit about all things poker and beer. This is where, in every other episode, I say poker is a social game, and I'm a brewer, and I enjoy beer. And while that is still true, today I am not going to be, re- be reviewing a beer as there are two poker news topics I want to cover later in the episode, and we'll save the beer review time to cover those matters. Remember that our focus here is non-hold'em poker, specifically for anyone interested in trying their hands at mixed games and are those looking to branch into other variations of poker. Whether you're a dealer, player, or card room manager, our goal is to define the rules the deal, and easy-to-remember basic strategy tips to get you started in the mixed poker game arena. Today's episode, we're covering AC Lowball. So why AC Lowball, and what the heck is that? Well, it's the last game I discuss in my introductory guide to mixed games, and I have covered all the other games, so this is the only one that remains. It's last not because of the complexity, in fact the rules are quite simple, but instead because it is the rarest of the mix. So this game, AC Lowball, can go by several names. Um, It's lengthened to Atlantic City Lowball Short Deck, um, shortened to AC Lowball, also known as Nine and Under Lowball. So the general rules in play of the game, this is a flop game with fixed limit or no limit betting. In the end, each player will be dealt two down cards, aka whole cards, and use any combination of none, one, or both of those, plus a corresponding number of the community cards to make the best five-card low hand. The low ranking of poker hands, similar to ace to five low ball, is utilized with the pot going to the player with the lowest five-card poker hand. And the ace to five low ball hand rankings are such that straights and flushes do not count against the winning low hand, so the best hand is ace, deuce, three, four, five. So while it seems like AC lowball, it is a variation of ace to five lowball with one significant difference. It uses a 36 card deck instead of the usual 52 card deck. And it's played as a flop game, not a draw game, at least in this version. The 36 card deck is a 52 card deck with the tens, jacks, queens, and kings removed, hence the alternate name, nine and under low ball. Obviously, what remain are the nines through aces, and aces always play low. 
So how to deal and play AC low ball. A small blind and big blind are used for the two positions immediately to the left of the dealer button, respectively. After the blinds are posted, two cards are dealt to each player face down, one at a time, starting with the player to the immediate left of the dealer button, also known as the small blind, and proceeding clockwise around the table. A round of betting occurs, where each player, starting with the player to the left of the big blind, known as the under-the-gun player, takes action as either folding, matching the big blind, or raising to a larger amount. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, a card is burned, and three cards are placed face-up in the middle of the table with these three cards known as the flop. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button who is still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, another card is burned, and a fourth card, known as fourth street or the turn, is placed face up to the immediate right of the flop cards. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button, who is still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, another card is burned, and a fifth card, known as Fifth Street or the River, is placed face up to the immediate right of the Fourth Street card. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Finally, the showdown, where a winner is determined with the best five-card low hand using the ace-to-five low ball rules being made using any combination of the player's whole cards plus the community cards to make the best five-card hand. So those are the specifics of the deal and play of AC Lowball. Um, just a note I would like to mention, the game could be played various ways, and I feel like playing it maybe as a single draw game or maybe using the deuce to seven lowball hand rankings, or maybe better yet, ace to six lowball with ace, deuce, three, four, six being the best hand, so straights and flushes would count against. I think that might make for a more exciting game, and it would be something completely different. Eight, eight, ace to eight, if I keep saying eight, ace to six low ball, and that's similar to AC low ball. Um, I, I, I think you know that, that might make for a better game, but I, I haven't played with any of those variations. So let me know your thoughts in the comments on Twitter or Substack. Um, if you have a chance to deal out some of those games, um, let, let me know what you think. So now that we've gone over the general uh, deal and play, let's go over some beginner's tips for AC Lowball to get you started. Now, keep in mind, I really don't have any strategy, much of any strategy for this game, as I don't have much experience playing it, except that it can seem easy to have the best hand um, and a hand can end up being split several ways. Of course, what that also means is that pretty much no one else really has experience playing either, so you have an edge simply having listened to this podcast. So some basic strategy tips, um, which are similar to many of the other uh, games that I discuss, are simply remember the object and rules of the game. This is low ball poker, ace to five low ball rules, with a 36-card deck that has the tens, jacks, queens, and kings removed. So aces play low, and straights and flushes do not count against a hand in this particular version. Like, like I mentioned, though, um, 
here. Uh, the game could be played various ways and actually might work out better um, using one of the other variations uh, as a single draw method or using uh, deuce to seven low ball hand rankings or uh, ace to six um, with ace, deuce, three, four, six being the best hand uh, and straights and flushes uh, counting against. So again, uh, subscribe on Substack uh, or follow me on Twitter and uh, leave some comments. Let me know. Let's talk about my recent play since episode 21. While I didn't get as much play in as I would have liked, I did get to play some cards, including a, a small mixed game session. But first, the home games. I did get into a home game, as we have all been anxiously awaiting to find out if I evened up the home game score um, over the course of the episodes here. As of episode 21, if you recall, I was down around $50 overall. And also in that episode, I mentioned I won a few dollars playing a limit hold'em at uh, the Borgata in Atlantic City. If you've been following this podcast, you know that I usually end up winning in the casino only to give it back in my home game. Well, guess what? That's exactly what happened once again. I was doing well early on in the home game, but then ended up giving the money uh, that I won at Borgata back to the home game, folks. So I'm down a little bit further from two weeks ago, but again, still not bad for having a good time uh, playing playing and uh, having some drinks and, and, and just hanging out and chatting and having a good social fun game uh, on the weekends. I did get to play, as I said, in a mixed game session. I, I was I finally made it onto Poker Stars. Many of you realize from this podcast I'm not a huge fan of online play, though I used to do extremely well. That was before the U.S. was shut out of the global online poker world. Um, when I that was, That's how I first got started in poker, believe it or not, was online, and now I just don't care much for it. And uh, it's mostly, I, I believe, because the U.S. was shut out of it, and I do appreciate live games uh, where you can talk and see people. Um, I think there's a lot more. It's a lot more a part of the game uh, for me than just clicking buttons. You may also realize, as I repeatedly state, that while there are some, there are not many non-hold'em games spread in the northeast of the U.S. So what I ended up doing was firing up a Badoogie tournament on PokerStars Online. Unfortunately, the fact that I haven't played much online or many mixed games showed very well. It showed uh, <laughs> right up front. And while I played acceptably for not having a chance to play Badoogie anywhere um, besides a couple of times online over the past few years, I did not cash. But you know what? It was great fun non- nonetheless, and I learned a lot about what I need to do to improve in Badoogie on Poker Stars. I did not get uh, any casino play since the last episode, but I am hopeful to play some over the upcoming holidays. I'm kind of itching to get out there. I've been not even necessarily having trouble getting to the casino. It's just I usually end up getting there on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, something like that. And uh, there's been such long wait lists. It's uh, wait for hours, and uh, it's just... It's tough to find the time to sit and wait a number of hours uh, to try to get into a game that's not even a real mixed game, in all honesty, except for the stud game that runs at Borgata that I've discussed. Um, But a lot of it is just basically trying to sit in maybe a limit hold'em game, or if I get to Borgata, the stud game, which uh, seems to have been drying up more or less. 
Um, and when when it does fill up, the the players since it doesn't fill often, the players uh, they, they don't they don't move, they don't they don't leave often. So uh, you can sit around most of the day, and then by then a player leaves, and several start to leave. So you know, basically, I'm just complaining, so I'm going to stop. But uh, there's just not a lot of a uh, lot of mixed games, um, and I'm itching to play some live something not hold them, whether it be limit or no limit. But uh, so I'm thinking maybe take a trip up to uh, Foxwoods in Connecticut over the holidays. Um, and uh, play stud. They have a lot of stud tables running up there, so uh, I'd be pleased. Uh, I really enjoy stud. I'd be happy to go up there and uh, play some stud, uh, sort of get out of town a little while. Finally, let's talk about a giveaway in the poker world, as well as an update to an important poker news topic that I've covered in past episodes. But first, the giveaway. I've mentioned repeatedly in past episodes about the PokerStars Platinum Passes that are available to play in a $25,000 buy-in tournament in Baja Mar in January 2023. While many passes are available through playing on PokerStars Online, at least in the U.S., right? In overseas, um, there's a lot more chances to win the PokerStars Platinum Pass, but here in the U.S., um, really only available through playing online in one of a few states. The Poker News, in addition to there, the Poker News outlet Poker.org is giving a Platinum Pass away, but you'll have to hurry and play catch-up if you want to have a shot at it. There's a promotion called Runner Runner. Get it? Runner Runner? If you if you uh, need Runner Runner, you have, a, you have a, a, a draw on the flop and you need the turn in the river both to hit you in order to make a hand, that's called Runner Runner, and this... This promotion is called Runner Runner, where an individual is stealthily moving or running around the U.S. playing poker in casinos either every other or every third day with travel days in between. They're leaving mysterious short video clips playing on days they are in a casino or card room and short clips of a business they visit on the travel days. There are specific rules to follow to show that you have outed the runner in order to win the $30,000 Platinum Pass to play in that $25,000 buy-in in Baja Mar. And those rules can be found at poker.org slash how to win runner runner, all with dashes in between. So once again, that link where the rules can be found is poker.org slash how dash to dash win dash runner dash runner basically you have to find the runner based on clues left behind go to poker.org on the web for all the rules and past updates follow poker.org on twitter to be alerted of updates and fellow players analyzing the short video clips left behind by the runner so of course you know the poker community right a lot of a lot of intelligent um players in the poker community, and they're gravely and intensely analyzing these short video clips left by the runner every day. You know, doing Google searches uh, for terrain and trying to determine where the where the uh, runner is driving um, to see what direction they're headed based on clues. You know, again in the video and also um, in the words. You know, the uh, along with the video, there is sound and the. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you have to be cautious, though. The runner is leaving clues, but you have to try to determine, like like when you're sitting down at a poker table, are they clues that are going to help or are they deceitful clues? So anyway, check out poker.org um, for 
the details of the rules and uh, catch up on the updates and uh, take your shot at trying to win a uh, track down the runner and win a $30,000 platinum pass uh, to the Bahamas. Let's uh, talk next about uh, an update on card room legislation in Texas. Over the past number of episodes, I've I've discussed um, card room legislation in Texas. Uh, there's a, a small update. So a senator who apparently uh, filed a bill, and it sounded initially like that bill was going to shut down poker rooms, but apparently this senator made an error in filing his bill. So I don't have details on who is responsible for the error, be it the senator himself or the chief clerk of the Texas Senate or possibly someone else. But what is troubling is that an error such as this, such as this has been made in filing a bill with the ambition for it to become law. I mean, <laughs> how problematic is that? You file a bill and it has an error and here, here's where it gets even more interesting it seems as though the error may have only been realized after poker media outlets reported that as the senator filed a bill that could force all social poker rooms in texas to shut down and if that's the case well thank goodness for the poker news outlets for shining light on the subject but either way I'm extremely troubled to learn that the wording of this bill was apparently incorrect as originally filed, which could have had grave consequences for social poker rooms in Texas. Hopefully the poker, the uh, Texas legislature can come together and allow social club poker rooms in Texas to remain open for the players' sake, the business owners, the employees, and of course the revenue generated for the state itself. We can't forget about that. So finally, as I mentioned in episode 21, I'll be taking some time off uh, for the upcoming holiday season. Um, I discussed in uh, also in that episode, uh, episode 21, the, some possibilities of what may happen uh, come the new year for, uh, for this podcast. But in the meantime, another opportunity has actually presented itself besides those options that I mentioned at the end of uh, episode 21. So I'm looking to have a co-host for this show when it resumes sometime in 2023 to discuss another round of poker variations. While I'm not going to mention that person by name just yet as we have to work through the details, they are truly, in my opinion, a dealer's choice expert, having played many more non-hold'em games than I even know the rules for. And in fact, they've also written a book on a, uh, on a mixed game variation. So follow me on Substack and Twitter to find out who that is and when the new season for this podcast will begin. Finally, if you want to learn more about AC Lowball or any non-hold'em poker games, head over to Amazon for my book, Poker, All the Games, a comprehensive introductory guide to mixed games. There you can read the rules and basic strategy for each of 23 mixed poker games. And you won't have to keep rewinding the podcast to try to follow the rules. Not only will you get the rules in play for 23 mixed games, but a pile of additional information related to mixed games. Well, that's all for episode 22, AC Lowball. Thank you for listening to Poker All the Games. Follow me on Twitter at P-O-K-R All the Games. Subscribe for free at pokerchannel.substack.com and Substack is spelled S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K. And 
as an aside, if you subscribe on Substack, you're able to leave comments there on this uh, story or any of the episodes. Thank you for listening to the first 22 episodes of Poker, All the Games. Keep an ear out by following me on Twitter and subscribing for free at Substack.com to find out what's in store for Poker, All the Games in 2023. Thanks to Ricky Snyder for music and sound. Be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast, Poker, All the Games, so you never miss an episode. Until then, may your hands be huge, your cards fill both high and low, and scoop as many pots as you can. Mm-hmm.